Jupiter, he really enjoys using going through the nine steps, and he enjoys using the music app. Yes. Can you just share a little bit about what you've seen with him enjoying the tutoring and also enjoying to read now? Yeah, that is that still uh, it kind of just takes my breath away, and is so almost shocking to me when I catch him just reading casually. Um, when you have a child who you know, couldn't memorize his letters, you know, going on a couple years working on that to reading four or five letter words, spelling, spelling difficult and challenging words that I think are even above his level. It's just, it still catches me off guard. And it's so, um, it's so amazing and fulfilling to see that. And I could see how, like you mentioned, how proud he is of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, I think we both felt very kind of hopeless because we didn't know what was wrong. We didn't know, you know, why these things weren't sticking. And so, yeah, it's, he, he actually um, enjoys reading and he's actually, I mean, for how much he's had to catch up, he's actually really good. First of all, I want to say that about a month ago, a mom reached out to me crying because her school wasn't giving her any help for her two children who were dyslexic, and she didn't know what to do, and I gave her some information of what to do, and I followed up with her, but I haven't heard back from her. So I'm going to share this information with you because I've actually had some time to fine-tune it. Um, First of all, you shouldn't have to fight to have your child assessed. And I'm going to share with you exactly what to do. I want to share a few things first. I have a letter that is going to be um, downloadable on my website on Monday. And my website's dyslexia-solutions.com. It's going to be the first thing on my homepage. So in the letter, I'm going to share share with you a couple of things. So my dyslexia letter will empower you to first of all, organize and express your concerns in a way that's going to be heard by the school. I assessed a student uh, half a year ago, and the assessment was so valuable to the parent that when the parent brought it to the school, it put her son's file from the bottom to the top of the priority stack. And he happened to also have dysgraphia as well as dyslexia. So he was in high school and he needed some assistive technology. He needed to be able to access that technology immediately. And the school did that for him. So having an assessment is going to be so important if you get that outside. But um, the letter is going to show you how to express your concerns and let you get heard by the school. It's going to bypass the student intervention Uh, team's four-month trial process. Did you know that if a parent is suspicious that their child has dyslexia or has some learning challenges, um, often they act out in bad behavior and immediately the school does a student study team or student success team, SST, however they're wanting to call it at their school. And they're going to try their own interventions 
for four months before they make a recommendation to get tested by the school psychologist for an IEP, which is an individual plan. The problem with that is with when a kid has dyslexia and they're acting out on bad behavior, they need an immediate intervention to help them read. And the student study team doesn't know that intervention because they're not trained in the science of reading and they don't know the Orton-Gillingham methods. So you really need to bypass that four-month trial period that the school's going to insist on. And then you're going to be prioritized in the assessment queue. Now, the school will have to will take within 15 days to get back to you after you write a letter. And they have 50 days to actually implement the, um, an IEP for your, your child. So you might be thinking, a letter? What do I write? Well, that's what I'm going to help you with. You can download this letter on Monday on my website. But I'm going to share with you what's in the letter. First of all, your child's, you're going to start with um, address this letter to the school psychologist or the director of special ed in your school district. You're going to put your child's name, of course, put your child's grade and their age and their date of birth because they might be seven ready to turn eight next month. So you want to put the date of birth also. Now, some of my families have children in private schools, so that's the school of attendance. Wherever your child is attending school, write that down. And if your child is in the public school system, that's your school of residence. Go ahead and put that same school down, but that school will be different if you're in a private school because the attendance is where you're attending, the child's attending, the school of residence is the district that's going to be paying for your child to get intervention. And yes, you heard me correctly. This school should pay for your child to get the intervention he or she needs. I know several retired principals and one that I spoke to very recently said, the school's hands are tied. Encourage parents to write the letters to the schools, ask for the assessments and specifically ask for the intervention If you know somebody who can provide that dyslexia intervention to your child, mention it in the letter. And I would I would love you to refer to me. But if you're not in California and even across the nation, if you have someone else in mind, mention them in the letter. If you've been happy with somebody offering your child intervention. So in the letter, you're going to say you are requesting your child be assessed for dyslexia. Who is behind in their grade level? Most of the dyslexic children are two and three years behind in grade level. If they're in middle school, they're even four and five years behind sometimes. When I work with kids who are in second and third grade, they might be struggling at a kinder level. So you want to just mention they're behind grade level. So you want to list some of the areas of academics that they're struggling in. So they're struggling with um, reading, and I'll give you more specifics if you reach out to me, but you want to list some areas of academics, and you want to uh, list what signs or symptoms you're seeing that your child has. And it could be, um, you could even mention the genetic component, component if you have that, but the anxiety the child feels, the lack of interest doing homework, 
always getting tired, making excuses not to read. Um, so those are some of the symptoms that you want to list. And of course, comprehension is really affected. So you want your school to know that it's your priority to have your child assessed so that you can ensure their success. The intervention is going to be um, helpful right away. In my reading program, we are seeing results after 10 hours of intervention. A child will typically make um, a year's gain in even, even 10 sessions. And, but that has to be if it's you know five sessions a week, which is really hard nowadays with, with the Zoom platform that we're on. But after 30 and 40 hours of intervention, we are seeing one to three year gains in reading vocabulary, fluency, and comprehension. That's right, one to three year gains. And what we're doing so uniquely with my step-by-step -step reading program is we're using music. We're using classical music about 20 minutes in the session. We use it when the student's reading from a phonics workbook I've developed. They're using music when they're working in workbooks that I've created. And they're using music when they're using the spelling app at the end of our session, which is seven to 10 minutes. It depends on the level of the student, but the music plays in the left ear and the spelling exercises play in the right ear. So this is for my level one reading. Level one goes to about 50 to, 50 to 100 hours, depending on the interest of the student, the progress of the student. But I also have a deeper dive, and I call that my level two. And that's a deeper dive into the Orton-Gillingham methods, where we um, do more structures with just the vowel teams, more of the higher level concepts that don't get that deep dive in level one. You know, level one covers so many concepts and there's a lot of children who've learned a lot and my level one gives them the why. It gives them, you know, they're asking, why do we do this? Why do we do that? Well, level one explains that to them. And I see so many aha moments. So I want to, encourage you with that. Primarily this, this um, video and podcast is to encourage you to go to my website and download that parent letter. And the website again is dyslexia-solutions.com. Also, I want you to know that I do have available three books that I've published on the value of music with a reading program. When I first started in the Orton-Gillingham practicum, I mentioned what I was doing with music to my coach and and she mentioned another person that was, you know, investigating using music. And I never could contact him. I tried, but I couldn't reach him. But I have a doctorate student who's a psychologist at Loma Linda. And she's doing my reading program for her dissertation. We are involving music therapists. And we have a neurologist involved. We have um, scientists involved who are going to do... EEGs of 30 students to measure the brain activity, the growth of the brain activity. So this is available if you want. If, well, it's going to be available in my next book, but um, I do have three books that will introduce you to the value of music. The first one I published right um, when I left the public school system was A Message of Hope. And this shares stories 
I have 17 case studies or stories of children I worked with, some with music and some not. And so it shows you the value, how music helped a child learn. When he was taking Ritalin to calm him down, he said the music helped helped him learn. And we had music written into his individual education plan or his IEP. The second book I published at the beginning of this year is Dyslexia, a Trait of Genius. And many people don't know Walt Disney had dyslexia. Leonardo da Vinci, Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, even Steven Spielberg has dyslexia. Tom Cruise, Whoopi Goldberg. A lot of people in the theater and the arts have dyslexia. Even people um, in engineering and architecture and entrepreneurs have dyslexia. Um, 35% of the entrepreneurs in the United States have dyslexia. And 40% of self-made millionaires in the United States are dyslexic. So here's that book that's going to give you a lot of information about that. And Prisms of Brilliance was what I spoke about over the past two years. October is National Dyslexia Awareness Month. And I went to our city council talking about our reading crisis. And now I know even more about our reading crisis I know now that 35% of high school dropouts are dyslexic. So is it any any, um, coincidence that our prisons have 66% rate are illiterate in our prisons? And in the juvenile court system, 88% of the juveniles in the juvenile court system are dyslexic. So we have dyslexic kids we need to help. And also we need to get everybody graduating from high school so that they can realize their full potentials and live the dream God has put in their hearts. So this one, Prisms of Brilliance, no illiteracy here. My goal is not to have illiteracy in our prison system. Those are also available on my website. So I hope you like this YouTube and podcast and that you share it. Thank you for tuning in. for listening to this podcast in its entirety. If what we shared today has inspired you, would you please visit our website, dyslexia-solutions.com and consider making a donation so that we can keep these podcasts going. Also, please subscribe to our channel and find me on, on Instagram, Marianne Sintron. Thank you again for tuning in and may God bless you.